0: Thank you so much for joining us. If you're watching live, that's great. If you're watching a replay of the video, that's awesome. If you're listening on the podcast, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us for an episode of Sharpen Your Edge, where we try to deconstruct excellence and look into how to get healthy, how to perform better, how to improve our well-being. And this week we are super excited to have my friend, Dr. Bill Howitt join us, who is one of the world leading experts in mental health. Bill, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me, Greg. I love visiting
0: so good to catch up. And I'd love for everyone just to get the origin story for you. How'd you get into the whole mental health space? You've been on the show a couple of times. Many people are quite familiar with you, but for those of you that haven't heard from you before, if you could give us a little origin story, that'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, I'll just give you, I'll just give you the speed version of it. I I'm the kid who grew up in a foster home, was adopted and failed grade two and couldn't read right till I was 18. And I had a mental health issue and I had an accommodation and people opened doors for me and it gave me the opportunity to know that people can learn when they get support. So I've now made my life's mission to teach people to learn about mental health.
0: That is awesome. It's incredible how so many of the people that I interact with uh, have a, have gotten to their their careers, their their life's purpose through through difficulty and you know you sort of trial by fire almost, which is. I think led us to where we are right now with uh, the entire world, actually. But you've got a new book out. It's called No Regrets. I want to talk about that a little bit today because it's super important. It's got a number of tips, tactics, tools, strategies in it that I think can make people help out a lot. But let's just start with the first major topic. And I think it's relevant for right now. We're coming out of a global pandemic. People have been afraid. There's lots of stuff going on in the news, which makes people afraid. War in Ukraine, just to give you one of many examples. But a lot of us struggle with, fear, doom-scrolling, all that sort of stuff in our lives. Can you give us a bit of insight into how that's playing out for us at the moment?
1: A hundred percent, Greg. So the context of the audience when they're listening to this is that No Regrets, the book we're going to talk about is the third book in a trilogy focusing on mental fitness. And the three topics I really be focused on to help with languishing, lots of people spending more time in a pleasant motion is one is fear. So I wrote a book called Stop Hiding, and that provides a framework, which we did a podcast with you kindly on how to move through fear. And my belief system, that is a takes requires a skill. The, the next topic is around isolation, which I wrote a book around and cured loneliness. That was another one that was a, t- a technique that we can teach people how to move. So fear, isolation, loneliness. And this one is around regret. And I believe those three factors play a big role in why a lot of people are stuck in languishing and unpleasant emotions. So the purpose of this book is to educate people on the topic of of regret and how to move forward in regret.
0: Got it. What's languishing? Because I read that article in the New York Times that so many people shared. I think it's an interesting topic, the opposite obviously being flourishing. And so if we can understand languishing and getting to flourishing, that might lead us into, you know, getting rid of regret out of our lives as well.
1: hundred uh, percent. So languishing is not a mental illness. It's a mental state where we actually feel a sense of blah and things that we traditionally enjoy. We stop losing pleasure in it. And so we spend a lot of time caught in dysregulation where we're worried. We're a little bit stressed. We're a little bit concerned. We're a little bit distracted. And we don't have as much energy or as much vitality and optimism as we would if we're flourishing where we have different emotions. So think about it real quick. When you're flourishing, you have positive emotions going. When you're languishing, you have unpleasant like frustration, irritability, th- disappointment. So you're spending more time in the unpleasant emotions than the pleasant.
0: Got it. That makes sense. And building us up so that we can move from languishing, blah, to flourishing, thriving. Yeah, Regret plays a role because it's Mm a major capture for our thoughts, our emotions. Mm -hmm. I'd love to know what is regret and why do we experience it?
1: Well, regret is a unpleasant emotion like depression is or anger or frustration. But what's unique about regret is that many of us are going to make mistakes. And because we have this society where many of us think we're supposed to be perfect, and so we worry about being good enough. So many of us live in fear of not being good enough. And because when we worry about making mistakes, we spend a lot of time in shame, worried about getting caught in shame, which we don't have any empathy. So what happens with regret are things in our lives that happen because of decisions we made, that we played a role in it. Not all of it's always in our control, but if you think about a classic relationship, you have love with somebody, you're really, really excited, then all of a sudden something comes out of your mouth you may not have meant to say, and you made a mistake, and you created a trust issue, and all of a sudden you have a big breakup. So after you're left in the breakup, you look back and go, I wish I could have done that different, right? Then you start to get caught in regret. Regret, the cool thing about regret is a very powerful transformational emotion. It is perhaps of all the negative emotions, our most powerful transformational emotion. So people who have had the big setbacks in their life, they have a huge opportunity if they learn how to take those experiences and when they go forward, learn from their issues, learn from their decisions. But there's two types of regret. Those are types of regrets, the things that we make mistakes that we wish we didn't do it. And those regrets where we wish We would have tried. I wish I would have done my university degree. The research is pretty clear. The ones that have the most profound impact on us and for our mental health as we get older is the things we didn't try to do. So a big lesson for us, if there's things we wish we would be doing, we regret because we didn't do our university. We regret we didn't go to that trip. Life goes by very, very quickly. And, And so the part of it, lots of us spend time caught and I want to unpack that we don't have to be trapped You so Think about the great resignation that's going on right now. Think about the value clarification that's happening. Think about the number of people through post-traumatic growth are no longer settling for what they're doing. They're, in fact, quitting their jobs without having jobs. It's because they regret what was happening in their life. They didn't feel the experience was fulfilling them as a human being, so they're taking action. now. Employers now need to be mindful that people are making decisions based off their experiences. And, and so when we start paying attention to those, that how unpleasant emotions can really drive behavior, employers and, and workers can learn a lot by learning how to navigate unpleasant emotions. And one I want to focus on in this book is
0: regret. I've never thought of regret as a primary driver or as a tool for sparking transformational change. And I've also never distinguished regret in terms of regrets of what I did in the past versus what I didn't do with that. Actually, that's almost like that error of omission. Boy, I wish I had done this. Yes. Being the more powerful of the two. That is mind-blowing to me. I've never thought of it in those terms before. Well, thank you. Can you help us understand the transformational nature of regret? Like how does it, how does the regret itself go from being a negative experience, negative emotion to being a positive tool for transformation?
1: Well, it actually could help us sit. So once, once, once we get into it, so I'll give you an example of a tactic, for example, to help you go through it. And I call it the regret snare. Once we have the experience in our life and we get caught on those unpleasant emotions, so some of us, you know, the the girl we we'll use the girlfriend thing. They replay, oh my, should I wish I could have said that over and over and over. Or they'll jump into fantasy, like they're gonna come back. They're not, I it didn't. They're not really mad at me, and they start fantasizing or replaying it, or they engage in negative coping where they get into symptom relief, like that's why sixteen percent of our population in Canada, for example, are heavy drinkers. Unpleasant emotions, trying to remediate that, drink to change state. You know, And like your recent blog talked about, there's really no good that comes out of alcohol. So people can get caught in that. Now, here's the cool thing about it. When we accept we cannot change the past, there's nothing we can do about it. But if we can learn to take accountability and accept that we own our behavior and our choices and be open to the possibility that we can learn from that mistake and get the knowledge and skills to move forward, then we can start to release regret and use that experience as an anchor to say to yourself, I'm never going to allow that to happen to me again. And I'm going to learn from that experience. And it can actually be the motivation to move through. The literature will say, from when you talk to students and you talk to adults about negative emotions, the most powerful of all the negative emotions for creating positive change is regret. It is a, it's a very transformational emotion. The problem is and why I talk about in the book, Greg, is if you get stuck in the regret scenario, you could spend your life regretting that conversation. So and let's not assume, Greg, people have the skills to get out of languishing. And I'm going to say something really quickly and important. Just because my car breaks down, I don't know how to start the car, doesn't mean I need a new car. Many of us, what we believe, that's why D- Daniel Kahneman won a Nobel Prize Prize. You know, you think about it on... Which was really economic theory around you know thinking is we have thinking errors. of many of us actually the biggest mistake, we actually think what we think is true. So if we actually believe my life is over and I can never ever change who I am, that's who I become.
0: Yes, and the stories that we tell ourselves, and I'm sitting next to a construction site, so I apologize for the background mm-hmm. noise, but um, those stories that we tell ourselves, the truths that we believe when you really deconstruct it quite often, they're not like, there may not be all 100% true. Our perspective definitely colors the way that we see the world and making that shift and doing all of these changes that we're talking about is incredibly difficult and it's made infinitely easier when we get assistance and help. You don't have to do this on your own. If your car isn't working, you take it to the shop to get a mechanic to help you. And so we really do need to feel free, feel good, feel happy, feel proud about actually getting the help necessary to work your way through this whole accept and release process. Is that a fair statement to uh, say as 100%. well?
1: 100% and let's not assume, Craig, that's why I wrote the book. In the book, there's five ingredients and I'll give, an, I'll give an example of a tactic in a minute. Let's not assume, first part of the book talks about what, re, what regret is, teaches what it is, understand how the links to mental health. How how it's linking to languishing? Then I go through different ingredients and give the reader an opportunity to become informed of the different ingredients and tactics, and then at the end, pick a plan, have a plan. So you and I both being, I, sadly, the academic you know the pedagogy of teaching is driven into us. All my books, fear as a curriculum, how to get out of fear, you know you know relationships, cure loneliness, how to build relationships. Regret is a formula all from a preventative perspective, because this is all about mental health, not mental illness. We're not broken, we're discouraged. And so I'll give you an example, a skill that's important, a tactic. So what would they learn in a book like this? Emotional regulation, for example, how to actually understand how to move through emotional regulation. So I'll give an example called the ERP model, for example, where I'll teach them an ERP model around, okay, unpleasant emotions. We can expect them. I mean, things are going to happen. Like whether we like it or not, something that we don't want happen is coming. The trick to good mental health is learning how to live well when we're feeling unwell. So something happens that's stressful. We have a choice about reacting to it or between stimulus response is a choice. So we can get the knowledge and skills. Okay. Unexpected emotions will happen instead of biting and reacting at it, if I can learn how to move from dysregulation to instead of reacting to observing, and then when I have the ability now to start saying, okay, now I know I'm feeling this, but emotions don't tell us what to do or what to think. It's just information. So then we can start pivot towards pleasant emotions. And one thing we can do is if I know you upset me, my belief system, you say something. I, instead of reacting, I can pivot to, to be curious and sort of wonder what's going on in Greg's mind that might be creating this. Like move away from my feelings to what's his experience because there's a high probability has nothing to do with me. So, it's not, it's, so we want to give them those type of tactics. That, and that's just a short example, Greg.
0: So many examples of that right now. Like even as you're speaking, I'm like – Oh yeah, that's what I'm teaching my kids about bullies at school. They're acting, you know, in not a very nice way. But the reality is, it's something's happening to them to cause them to act like that. If they're learning to be angry, if they're learning to lash out at people, I mean, that's they're seven. They're learning that somewhere else, right? Like it's just, it happens all the way through our lives. So it's so cool that you've put together this book, this resource to help us navigate this, which occurs in all of our lives. But yeah. as you point out, is a tool for positive transformation so if people want to learn more about the book and your work where can they connect with you online
1: well i'm gonna i'll give you something as i set that up the title of the book is called no regret but i want to make it real clear that it's impossible to to live a life without having some regret The, the 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 play on the word no regret is you don't have to be paralyzed or held in it forever we have choices and tools to take each one as they come to move past the no regret Where you can learn about my book is my website, billhoward.com. And I'm really excited. We're releasing it this fall in October. I have a bunch of book specials on now what I want to do. And what I really want to do is teach. So what I'm doing now too, Greg, is is one of my special promotions on this. I'm going to give employers an opportunity where I'll basically give my my keynote for, I'm only doing 10 of these, my keynote to give the book's to to their employees that are pro-rate and I'm going to tithe my time because that's a part of something I'd like doing for my social responsibility is like all I I really am like you. I want to get out. I want to have impact. I want to teach people because I I believe I wouldn't be where I'm at right now if I didn't have people that help me. So I want to try to give back. So yes, we all want to get our books out there, but I actually want to get it out there get lots of readers and help lots of people.
0: As usual, Bill, you've been super helpful for all of us. Thank you so much for taking your time to hang out with us. Um, I will put notes about the book uh, in the show notes. uh, And obviously, we'll push this out on our email newsletter list and give everyone links. So if you're on that, that's great. You'll be able to get all of that info when it comes out. Bill, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me, Greg.